She knows. Oh yeah, she knows. It's Manifested with Carlin Ray. Welcome to this week's edition of the Dream It series Director's Cut. This is episode number 10. The Dream It series is the weekly series where Carlin Ray, the unteacher, teaches uh, a new topic every week. And the Director's Cut podcast is a behind-the-scenes look at those teachings, the unteachings as they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Dean Utzon, your host, co-host, and something or other. I, we still haven't quite figured that one out. Company Sherpa. Oh, I'm the Sherpa, right. Right. And that other Trip voice you hear. the village idiot. The village idiot. Yeah. Write that one down. Okay. Well... That other voice you hear is Carlin Ray herself. <laughs> Carlin's in the house. How are you? I hope so. I'm good. Yeah, it's your house. You? <laughs> you do know that we do this here, right? Yeah, this is okay. your house, right? Yeah, wow. our office. Your house. My house. Yeah, my house. There you go. Yeah. See, that's close to doing a Mr. It T. It is not even near close. Yeah, that was like some weird... I can do Bill Cosby. Okay. With my kids. I do it all the time. Can I you brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Oh, I thought you meant you could do like the Bill Cosby oh, yeah, accent no. and everything. No, but I have my kids scared. Oh. I actually think I can take them out. I thought we were into a whole nother realm of Carlin there, and you're going to give us a yeah. Bill Cosby impersonation. No. Okay, so here is something, though, just okay. completely before we get started. Do you have an impersonation you can do? Yeah. What? Peanut. Oh, of course. Okay, other than Duh. Peanut. Um, wow, nothing like throwing me on the spot. I can dance like Michael Jackson. On purpose? I used to break dance, dumbass. Of course on purpose. <laughs> Boy. For those of you who don't know who Peanut is, uh, he's a, a character that the ventriloquist comedian favorite. does. If you look up Jeff Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M, Dunham on YouTube, yeah. you will see Peanut. Dunham.com. Well, last week, we're, we're recording this um, podcast pretty late. Uh, for a number of reasons. Last yeah. week was not a rich man's world was the topic. But before we get into that, I want to revisit. I think it was the very first podcast we did. And the topic was the power of the team. Yep. And the power of the team is twofold. There's You had taught at Dreamit the whole idea mm-hmm. of your soul family, the universe. They're your team. They always mm-hmm. got your back. Right. The other idea around the power of the team when we did that session uh, that dream it session Mm -hmm. was that people started teaming up to do things that they've never done before and they've always wanted to do that's right because the week before we had worked on fears and if you can get past fears on something that doesn't actually affect your everyday world then you can get past on because the fears that doesn't affect your everyday world are the more empowering ones like you know me having a fear of snakes well that affects me on a stronger level immediately than the fear of success does because you don't register that that's what your fear might be, right? Right. So we started with it being the purpose of understanding how to bypass the fears of doing things that you've never done and continued it with it, it with stepping out of your comfort zones and discovering how exciting that can be and how great that can be. And then we went into to understand that you always have the support system with you. Your soul family is always with you while you're bypassing these fears. So now let's take it on a personal level and have your dream it family with you while you eliminate some hands-on fears. Right. I'm glad you really mentioned that fear idea. I forgot about that. So yeah. the idea was to teach people how to get inside their own head. That's right. Around the fears. Yeah. 
then the idea was, well, to help you get over that and around that, your soul family's got your back. That's right. Now, the power of team was, let's put it to practice. Yeah, because, I mean, even with the power of the team, you know, we get so caught up in people that are in our lives that we don't pay attention on having significant people in our lives. We have people in our lives because they play a role. But very rarely do we notice how important it is to have the support system here as much as we have it in the universe. Right. So what's really cool about the Dream It family is everybody thinks the same way, everybody's learning the same way, nobody's ahead of anybody else, no matter what level they're at, you're in it together. And you're we learning find a this lot together. Of, we find a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds mm -hmm. and a lot of different personalities. Still Cultures, have so much, everything. Right, but they still have yeah. so much in common because they're trying to learn the same things. Yeah, and we've been, I mean, we've been very blessed as a, and that's why we call it the Dream It family, because, I mean, truthfully, everybody really gets to the point where they care so much about each other, mm -hmm. you know, and we see it all the time. Like, I mean, I get messages on Facebook all the time from our Dream It family, and, and they go to the casino together, they go do, like, they've created this family base where all their teaching is safe, and where they can really change their mindset to where they want it to be. And to encourage each other and help each yeah. other when you are going over those speed bumps as well. Awesome. It's you know, awesome. You're, you're not always on the six-lane freeway. Sometimes no. there's bumps in the road. And That's it's nice right. People around. So the reason we're so late recording this podcast, based mm -hmm. not only on our schedules, is that usually we record this on Sunday afternoons before the radio show. Yeah. And uh, last week we were... At uh, Bicycle, where a group of our Dream It family were skydiving. And that, I must say, oh. was amazing. Yeah. I could not believe how amazing it was to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of sort of kicking myself for not jumping that day. I just, I wasn't in the right Stressful frame of week. mind. And yeah. it was a crazy week. And I thought, no, I'll just go. And we actually intended to record the podcast we while did. we were on site there. But the wind was just was howling crazy. that day. In fact, yeah. I was amazed they can jump. But yeah. I've got to say, I was so blown away by the people going up there and just, they're doing the tandem free fall. Oh. They actually free falled. 4,000 4, feet. Yeah. So the plane's at 9,500 feet. Yeah. You free fall to 5,500. And the first, I think, the first person who went was Shane. Yeah. And we could see him Shane from the ground. Shane and Tina. Oh, Tina went, went up right at the exact same them. time. That's Two different right. planes. Um, because the, of the way it had to be done in order for them to get their snapshots. Right. The, it had to be done kind of separately. And it was so funny because Shane, who has really... Um, bypassed I mean talk about an amazing display of what the law of attraction can do in yeah. his family's life like their life isn't anywhere close to the same as it was a year ago when they started working with us it's not even the same life like it's completely different totally different which is amazing um, but so he went up on one plane and he was very 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 excited and Tina uh, went up on another plane and she was freaking her fears were huge because she was first of all petrified of planes yeah petrified of planes and heights especially little tiny planes yeah and she's petrified of heights yeah and she did both in one shot in, i know i i was like oh my goodness it was funny because it was like what are the chances like yeah like to go over those two big fears but then also oh, have a group so of people, proud of her to have a group of people around that are supporting you and helping out and well, it was amazing. You know, that's the other great thing about the team 
like even even the live team, you know, with everybody that you have, because in this particular sec, in this particular situation with them doing all the skydiving, the way that they wanted it with the still shots and stuff, everybody kind of had to go separate. Yeah. So they couldn't go as groups, which is what they had originally hoped. But I mean, even you know, because Tina had said, "I need to be one of the first to go, or I'm going to chicken out." Yeah. Right. And everybody was like, "No, you're the first. Go. Like nobody had a problem being late in the lineup. Nobody really cared how long they had to wait. So, yeah. I mean, even the event was amazing. Everybody got even closer. And, and I mean, I'm thrilled because two of them, two of the ones that went skydiving, actually would like to get into it on an ongoing basis and are talking about buying their own skydiving equipment and taking major courses, which I just think is so cool. Yeah. Like, how cool is a, that? Take it to a whole nother level. And even Tina, who says she'll never jump again, and she says that openly, I'll never do it again. Yeah. But she was so proud of herself. And she did it. And she and amazingly. She did amazing. I you see, I'm a bit of a thrill seeker. Stuff like that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, I just drove the race car again yesterday yeah. for, you know, 180 kilometers an hour. Exactly. And going gnarly and I've bungee jumped and I you know, that stuff doesn't bother me. But I gotta say, when I was on the ground and I saw them free fall, I gasped. Yeah. The first time I think the first free fall we really saw was Tina's. Yeah. And she was falling that 4,000 feet. Yeah. It's like, wow. That she is literally amazing. was on the ledge of the plane. Yeah. And you just let go and drop. Oh, I was like, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, she was. She was freaked out even afterwards. You know, Shane was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I want to do it again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And he was just freaking and thought it was just awesome, which is fantastic. And, and Tina, it took her a little while to get, to get past it. But it was, but she's so proud of herself that she did it. Mm-hmm. And the other wild thing that happened with Tina, with her fears, because it was twofold for her that day too, um, her soul family, one of her spirit guides is a hawk. And her soul family knew how scared she was. And it was the wildest thing. And people will see it when we get the video put up because we've got video of it. Mm-hmm. But a hawk followed her from jumping off the plane swirled around her the whole time she was in the air until she got safely to the point of hitting the ground that everything was fine and then it flew off. It was the most amazing, amazing thing I'd ever seen. And you know what was amazing is a a number of people saw it from the ground, but even the instructor who she tanned and jumped with said to her while they were floating down, check out that hawk. Do you see that hawk following us? He saw it too. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I, I got to say, uh, uh, Carla went afterwards, and yeah. she was so over the top oh, excited. Yeah, her just, and Shane are definitely going to go be again. skydivers. There's no question. And then, uh, unfortunately, we had to leave to get down to the radio show in so time. I was so upset. I was so upset. Yeah. But uh, luckily, I have I had some email correspondence with yeah. uh, Trisha and Laura, and they said they had a great time. And some of the Dreamit family stuck around. Yeah. And you understand, we were there at 11 o'clock in the morning and they didn't jump till five or six at night. We were there for a long time. Oh yeah. A lot of people stuck around to make sure there was someone there for their jump, just like they were for everybody else. Oh, and, and it was just, it was so wonderful. You know, when it was time to go get lunch for those of us that didn't pack a lunch, everybody's on it. Like it was just, it, um, for me, when I got home after it was all said and done, it was very emotional for me because, um, well, first of all, because as, as the end teacher, for me, they went after this to start with because I asked them to. And so, I mean, that was huge for me that you had that kind of trust in me 
right. that you would actually take this chance. That was very overwhelming for me because, right. I mean, as you know, I'm just a regular person. As much as I understand all this, there's regular Joe on the street. Not quite. Well, okay, but close. <laughs> just checking, just as you say, for the record. Yeah. Okay, but I'm close. Um, so that was huge. And then to watch everybody, because no matter what I know is going to unfold, to watch it unfold is just the most amazing thing. And mm -hmm. even the little things, like the look in their eyes um, when they looked at us and said they didn't know we were coming. And the excitement when they seen you and I pull up. And, the, and just to watch them and to see their faces. And I mean, I've skydived before, so I knew what they were doing. But for me, when I got home, it was, it was very emotional. And um, I don't even have words to say where, those go where they're going. It's just, it was amazing. It's just such a great step for yeah. everyone to take. I am so proud. So the, proud. The exciting news is there's a group, I believe, that's going hang gliding. Yeah, which there's we're an, going to. There's another group that's talking about doing zip, doing the zip line. Yeah. Which uh, you go flying on this wire and yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. And, and um, we've agreed that there's a bunch of us that's going to go skydiving next year again. Yeah, and another group, I think, that's still trying to arrange getting tattoos. We are, yes. Yeah. And um, there's also been talk about parasailing in Cuba. Awesome. Yeah, I'm on that one. No that doubt. That one's done. I've parasailed. I'm there. Now, uh, last week, you talked about uh, it's not a rich man's world. Mm -hmm. What was the general premise behind it's not a rich man's world? Was it the idea that it's not all the rich things. men out to get you? A few things. First of all, it's not, uh, there's a, and I, and I didn't get this point across in the actual talk, but my biggest purpose actually of the lesson, and that's how you know channeling takes over, my biggest purpose was actually that we, we have this belief system that unless we have a lot of money, we don't have an amazing life. And that's really wrong, okay? And, and I can use this power of the team as a prime example. If everybody that went skydiving on Sunday were wealthy and could do it anytime they wanted. Didn't have to save for it. It wasn't a right. chunk out of their bank account. Didn't have to do nothing. They could just go whenever they felt like it, jump in their own private plane and jump off. What kind of excitement is that? They'd Where never is do the it. thrill? Most right? people would never do so it. So they wouldn't do it because it's not something you work towards. Right. So first of all, the theory that the wealthier you are, the happier you are is absolutely incorrect. Not that you can't be wealthy and happy because you absolutely can, but you have to have the tools to have the balance. So that was the first purpose. But the other purpose was we have been taught that you have to come from a certain background or you have to have a certain education or you have to, that only very rare people, right. exceptions to the rules, have made it in life without everything being in place. Okay? So only because they're rappers did they manage to get out of a gang and become rich. Right. Only or because it's Oprah player. did right. she manage to, to come from being poor to being Oprah, right? Only, you know, so it's these theories. You know, Donald Trump, who had nothing, right. nothing. Well, he was an exception to the rule. And that's not true. Well, you're basically saying in society we're taught that all this is an exception to the rule. Yes, because if you, if you don't have a great education, you don't get anywhere. If you don't come from a successful family, you don't get anywhere. Right. If you come from poverty, you stay in poverty. Right? I mean, and in a lot of cultures, it's actually depicted what you're going to do. Right. Based on your caste. Right. Based on where your family is. Well, I don't know about you. Just because I picked my family doesn't mean i got to live with their choices the rest of my life. 
Right. Right? And so that's what that's about too. Just because that's where you come from. You come from there. We pick our families, which I get it's a part of our contract. It's a part of our learning. It doesn't mean it's a part of our staying. So then... Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you got to break the cycles. So, so your contention then is that where you come from has nothing to nothing. do with where you're going. That's right. Just because your mom was pregnant at 17 doesn't mean you're going to be a teenage parent. Right. But because we're told we are, there's so many teenage parents that come from teenage parents because it's said that you're going to. Right. Now, you had talked about a, an, an idea around influences versus reruns. Okay. Do you remember what that was about? No, that was definitely a channel. Because I don't either. That's why I was asking. Oh. <laughs> You're the one that's supposed mm. to have all the answers. <laughs> well, I can tell you that our family and our backgrounds and the things around us are supposed to influence us. Right. They're just an influence. Okay. So, for an example, um, if you didn't agree with how you were raised, the influence there is to not raise your family the same way, to not do things the same way. Yeah, I think what you're getting at is, is your background is always there. It's part yeah, of who you it's are. Your it's going to influence. But you shouldn't be necessarily doing a complete rerun of That's what right. your parents did. That's right. And what we do, because um, cycles are everywhere, right? right? You know, it's the same thing. If you're raised by an alcoholic, you either are an alcoholic or you do not drink. Like everything else, there's an exception to the rule, right? But right. there's all these reruns. And society really concentrates on the reruns. I mean, let's look at this for a second. You know, the theory is supposed to be if you're native, you're, drunk. you're supposed to be a drunk with nothing. Right. Just because generations have done that doesn't mean it has to be you. You know, I will tell you a perfect example of that that I went through when our oldest daughter was, was pretty young. She's probably four or five years old. Um, I can't remember if we just had her, we had her second yet. And we were at a, at a family festival thing out mm -hmm. in Cochrane. Mm -hmm. And at one side of it, um, uh, Indians from the, the Morley tribe, I think, mm -hmm. uh, had set up their teepees and they mm -hmm. had the women in all their, their, their dresses. Oh, and just that beautiful garb. Yeah. Oh, and the men in the, the big headdresses, headdresses and, oh, and yeah. all that. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. And... And I remember in there, there were a couple of Indians who had strolled in from town who were of drunk, natives, yeah. wandering around, doing their thing. And then I looked over across the field on the other side. I said, no, that's what their culture is all about. And I brought our kids over. I can't remember if we had one or two at the time. I brought them over, introduced ourselves to them, and they showed us the dance, the, the, um, what the teepee was about, yes. the ceremonies about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. The, the, they showed us all the stuff Everything that was on their dress. Everything they do is a purpose. Everything. And it was amazing because if you just took a step away from that stereotype and actually immersed yourself in it, oh. it was unbelievable. Oh, huge. Yeah, it was really neat. Huge. But the stereotype is... Blocks it. Unbelievably. It's awful. Yes. It's awful. And, and you know, one of the... Because everything impacts me, right? And it's like the universe throws me stuff so that I understand when it's time for me to unteach it. And, you know, the native, for an example, I mean, I'm affected by that every day. Two of my children are native. Right. So I'm affected by that on a daily basis, um, which is one of the reasons that I understand how important it is to break the cycles. Because it doesn't have to be this way for anybody. And it, you know, regardless of what that yeah, cycle is. Absolutely. Regardless of what it is, you know, just because I was abused 
doesn't mean I need to be an abuser, right? Right. Just because, you know, a person comes from no money doesn't mean they have to have a, li- a life without money. And so one of the things that happens is it's always one or, or the other. It's that pendulum swing that I always talk about. You know, everything swings, yeah. right? So if you come from poverty, you are either broke or filthy, stinking rich, and I'll step on anybody to get ahead. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you come from money, you either are selfish and think that everything is yours, or you completely leave the money and go live on very limited income. Yep. Like, and, and a part of the problem with the universe is there's no balance. With the universe, everything is about balance, right? So it's, you know, you don't have to come from poverty and get pissy to become wealthy. And just because you're wealthy doesn't mean you've got to step on anybody to get there. Right. Right? You don't have to have money to be happy, but you don't have to not have money either. Like, it's about balance. Right. Now, an interesting example of this influence versus reruns is on Dream It last Friday, you talked to Michael, who's one Mm of, he's just a super guy, made all kinds of changes in his life. Love him. Yeah. He's uh, donating. Uh, his time for a couple of events we're doing here in June because he's an amazing magician. An amazing magician. An yeah. illusionist. Yeah. And you were talking to him about how he was repeating a lot of stuff that his Even dad had done. Even though he was convinced he wasn't. Right. Yeah. Now, here's where, honestly, I have to question you, though, because okay. right after that, you started talking about your situation. Yeah. And John jumped up and said, well, isn't that the same as Michael? Okay. And how was it different? It's completely but you see, on the surface, it looked like the two stories, the two examples, okay. were identical. Okay. So let's do a rewrite. Okay. Sure. So um, in, in Michael's background, he was taught to work and work and work and work and work. Even though he had a passion, he was taught to work first, passion second. Right. That's what his father would have done. So that's what he did. Their lifestyle was middle of the line. Sure. Um, like everything was straight across the board. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I came from, um, we were in a not expensive house. Uh, my parents drove older vehicles. Um, they were very much about work and you did whatever you had to do to pay the bills. I live in an expensive house, always drive brand new vehicles, never work to pay the bills. Right. Do you see the difference? Like, m- except that my cycle change. My cycle is not the same cycle. Right. So much so that my parents come to me for advice. Okay. So you have you have broken the cycle, not doing the yes. same thing that you've done. Sorry, the same thing that your parents have done. Right. I, I lived the cycle. But hasn't Michael now as well? Oh yes, now he has. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. No, no. We were talking about where he was coming from. And okay. where he was still having his difficulty. Right. Because where he was still having his difficulty was the tape in his head that said he needed to keep stressing about money because the passion in his world was nothing. Uh, Wasn't important enough. So he hadn't broken through that mental roadblock. Right. Block. He'd made the changes. Tons of he changes. He made the changes. Lately. Quit his job, concentrating on his career. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Moving to a different country. Apples and flipping oranges from his mom and dad's life. But he needed that last little mental push. The last block. Yeah. Okay. 
So you've done all of this, see, because that's the other thing. We learn the tools, and so we go make all these massive changes, right? And we do the opposite of what anyone else around us would have done, but we still have the same mental stuff. Sure. It's still there. Oh, sure. Right? All the old tapes, like you say. Right. But this is, this is deeper than just tapes. It's lack of entitlement. You He's not entitled it. to relax about the money. Because deep down, his parents told him it was hogwash. Even though he doesn't believe that at his core. Even though he does believe that being a magician is everything. Right. Even though he does believe, and there's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, in his opinion, how could he have possibly relived his family's life? The man has been a magician for years and his father thought it was the biggest joke. Complete right. waste of utter time. Right? However. But that's why he hasn't become the world famous magician. Because it's still in his thought pattern that he's not entitled to just go there. So instead he used it as a rebel, right? That's what we do. We're not going to do the same thing. So we rebel and do the total opposite. For the sake of doing the total opposite. For the sake of doing the total opposite. So really, it, they're actually very similar stories. He mm -hmm. just has sort of that one last hurdle to get you over. Bet. But the amount of change and stuff that oh. he's made is just... I'm unbelievably proud of him. Unbelievably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you kind of explained that. I mean, this is something we say all the time about this podcast is we can go into some of these things yeah. a little more deeply than we can yeah. can live and in person. Yeah, and I because, hope he listens to this and understands that. Yeah, because at the end of it I was thinking, well, on the surface, those two stories look pretty similar here. Right. Are we, you know, this is a you know, we're splitting hairs here, right? But right. but you know, going into this in a little more depth, um, really See, but happened. the difference for me is for many years. Um, I don't do the opposite of what my family agrees with or doesn't agree with. I do my life. It's yes. irrelevant to me what they think of it. I right. don't do it to make a difference with them. I don't do it, you know, for the hoopla. I don't do it. I don't hold on to what their belief system would be. And that's how I break the cycle completely. Right? It's interesting you mention that because I'm kind of in the same place as exactly. someone else's opinion is not relevant. It doesn't right. factor into the equation. That's it, right. It does not affect my decision. That's right. What affects my decision is what's best for Tanya and I together and mm -hmm. our family. And That's then right. we go. Once you get to the point that you're like that, that other people's opinions don't matter. Right. Especially important people's opinions. Right. Right? Like you've had it with your family too. Oh, sure. Especially important people's opinions. Right. Once you get to the point where those opinions don't matter, they can no longer get in your way which means you're living in total and complete truth of who you are. And if you're living in total and complete truth of who you are, there is no option but for everything to just fall into play. So a prime example, I'm just going to jump back to Michael. One of the stresses that he has is that the checks aren't coming in. The money's there. They're just not showing up. Right. Okay? It's out there. Yeah. He's, he'd be laughing if the checks would come in. Right. Okay? What he doesn't understand is that that block that theory from the parents that this is crap is what's stopping the checks from coming in. Right. Okay. And people don't understand that because they think to themselves, well, it's not like I'm telling them not to send the checks. It's not what you say. It's what you give off. It's what you feel. It's, it's who you are. Right. right. Now it's interesting because you talked about stop listening to, you know, the quote unquote important people yeah. in your life. You had also talked about, you know, just stop, listening to society. Oh, huge. Society wants you to suffer. Right. 
first of all, I mean, let's look at human nature. How many of us, seriously, let's take it even to a deeper level. How many of us slow down and almost get into car accidents to watch what's going on in a car accident that took happen and sadly enough are hoping that they're going to see a covered body? Oh yeah, there's lots of, there's lots of, uh, what do they call the, the rubberneckers? Yeah! Yeah, they're looking for the... How many, I mean, it, human nature, okay? Yeah. And no matter how happy you want other people to be, when, when you're... You know, when you're around somebody and they're in this blissfully happy relationship and you're not, do you not secretly underneath gloat when they're not doing well? Sure. It's not even on purpose. It happens. Okay? But you take that as a big collective. Big collective. And that's what the world is, right? Is a big collective of people with the exact same attitude. Well, that's not positive. Society wants you to suffer. Okay? Banks want you to not do well financially, people. Then they can continue to give you money and make money off of you. Right. So, okay, business owners don't want you to reach the top. Hello, your bosses don't want you to get better than them, because then they have no staff. Yeah, and you know, and obviously there's exceptions to every rule. There's some people sure there really... is. Just like there's exceptions to somebody coming from poverty and making right. it big. Right. There's exceptions to everything, but for the mass majority, we are taught to keep people down. And it's funny, I, I met a fellow um, a few years ago now, a handful of years ago, who was a triathlete, mm -hmm. played professional football, mm -hmm. and then went out and proved that he could do a triathlon. Because normally guys that do triathlons are very small, yeah. wiry, and they, they're built for that type of thing. Well, here's a bit, he was a lineman. He was 260 he was a big pounds. Boy. Huge guy. And he did a triathlon. Mm -hmm. He did bodybuilding. He was a vice president of a, of a fairly big company in Canada here. And... He had a really interesting take on that. He said, he says, if someone's not working out, I release them to succeed elsewhere. Right. He had a wonderful attitude about Huge. that. Huge. And if we could all take those kind of attitudes, and that's what people don't, you know, what a lot of times isn't understood is the universe, your guides, the channeling that I do, it's not just about changing you as an individual. It's the, it's the bigger picture. It's the masses. If you change, the people around you can no longer um, get you to react in the old ways. And they see you as happy and content. And when you see somebody happy and content, you're drawn to want to follow the steps. So then they follow. And then they follow. It's that you tell two people, they tell two people, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. Next thing we know, we have a total different perspective in our world. And struggle no longer exists. And it is really funny. We have witnessed that. I, I yes. talked about this at Dreamin' on occasion mm -hmm. where people now, when they ask us, so what's up? It's yeah. a loaded question oh, because yeah. they want to know what's going on. What, you know, what crazy idea do we got exactly. going on now? But, you know, Tanya and I look around and we go, you know, we literally don't have any negative people in our lives. None. They either, either people kind of, kind of get uplifted, you know, the rising tide raises mm -hmm. all ships. That's right. Or they're just no longer in our lives. Yeah. Whereas I have negative people in my life, um, but they're constantly trying to get whatever they can because they don't want to be negative anymore and they right. can't affect me. But they're, but they're learning, they're making progress. That's right. It's, That's right. You yep. know, for a lot of people, it's baby steps. Absolutely. Now, it would seem to me though, at least for us, you know, talking about not listening to society anymore mm -hmm. and then not listening to the, the quote-unquote important people, mm -hmm. that's a bit of a process. Like, 
for me anyways, it started with society. Everybody out there is going and buying their big SUV. Yep. I buy a sports sedan. Right. You know, everybody is upset at the government. I take a step back and look at the bigger picture and go, no, they're doing it because we have to do it this way. Right. It's like you're always always looking, you become a bit of a contrarian. You're, you're thinking con contrary to what society thinks. Yes. But to be honest with you, it was a different thing to all of a sudden don't care, for example, what your parents think. Of course. Or to don't care what some of your friends might think. sure how do you make how do you make that leap first of all by understanding first of all by taking the time in your world to understand how much what those people around you believe doesn't make sense and then to notice how not only does it hurt you it hurts them how it actually affects people in a negative way and you've talked about that before, about how when you worry about somebody else, mm -hmm. you're actually hurting them. That's right. And then to understand that when you're doing it, it's not just for you. When you make these changes and you don't listen to these things, first of all, the weight of the world comes off your shoulder. It's an amazing feeling. And as you're aware, it happens actually quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, yes, it's a process, but it's not a long process. I think it can be for some people, though. It can be when we allow ourselves to struggle. Right. Okay, but when we understand the tools and we give it a shot and we see the positive results, positive results invoke more positive results. Absolutely. Right? It's a snowball. And so it just becomes this whole freight train and woo, yes. look at that, totally different life. Right. Right? So when you're making the changes for you, you make them based on you and you just and you keep yourself aware. Because everybody else around you is going to start to make changes too. And when somebody says to you that you care about why are you doing that or are you crazy, okay? Like, you know, so for an example, parenting, let's say. Sure. And, and a member of your family looks at you and says, like, you're freaking crazy. Why would you even do that? To look at them and say, so I'm, I'll give an actual perfect a personal example. One, one of the things that's always been very big for me is that I explain things to my children. I yes. never say because I said so. Right. I never say children are to be seen and not heard. It's how I was raised. Right. I just didn't agree. And about two or three years, and don't misunderstand me, it's not like my kids are saints by any stretch of the imagination, but at least they're people. Sure. I never felt like people when I was a kid. So it was about, I don't know, six months ago or something, and I was stressed out because it backfired in my face, right? And my father looked at me and said, that's why I never said sorry and I always told you it was because I said so. Mm. And I looked at him and I went, yeah. And that's why at 36 years old, I still don't respect you as a dad. <laughs> you actually said that? Mm -hmm. Wow. And he went, what? Oh, I bet. I said, see, because, because for me, it's, and I'm a little stronger, so I'm going to give a different solution to start off because sure. my dad's pretty used to me at this point. Sure. Um, but, and I said, for me, for the longest time... And, I, and, it, and he understood, like I made, I made it clear that I didn't respect that part of him as a parent because I do respect my dad as a father. Sure. Okay, I respect him as my provider and my teacher and I have unbelievable respect for my father as a father. I think he was an amazing father. His parenting skills, not so fantastic. <laughs> but what I explained to him is the whole time that his theory was everything for me was on a need-to-know basis... I, A, didn't feel like he trusted me. 
I didn't feel like I was a part of him. It made him go on a pedestal. And then when he crashed, and he crashed pretty big, I didn't know what to do with him. Right. I didn't know where to put him. Because all these years he came across as being... It's know it all. Right. Now right? he doesn't know Never it all. wrong. Right. So when he proved how wrong he was at a point in my life, and he proved it in his life, but it affected me. Sure. It was complete and total chaos and devastation. Devastation. Hmm. It took us years to rebuild. You know, it's interesting. You know, there's that extreme. And on the other side, we're similar in the sense that you that, mm -hmm. like, I find that if I take the time to explain the things to my kids, it's all good. Right. I find one of the most powerful things I've ever done is apologize to my children. Oh, see, now when, that was the other big when one. When you screwed up. Right. And so that one came next because my one of my kids came up to me, even in the house, yeah. my mom and dad's house, and said, and said something. And I said, oh, I am so sorry because I was wrong, Ash. I was absolutely wrong. And she walked away. This was after this discussion me and my father had. Yeah. She walked away and he looked at me and said, why would you apologize? You never apologize. Right. And I looked at him and I said, why would I never apologize? And he said, well, because, because then they have control. And I looked at him and I said, then they have control or then they register that I'm a human. Right. And he went, what do you mean? I said, just because I'm their mom doesn't mean that the moment that they were born, some super gene came into my system <laughs> and all of a sudden I was just this amazing person. And you're perfect in every decision you ever make. Right. Right. I said, I want them to know and understand that it's okay to make mistakes. And if I can apologize to them, then they don't expect me to be perfect. Now, I'm not gonna, they're not going to hold all this against me for the rest of my life. Right. And he's like, well, you wouldn't hold anything against me. Are you kidding me? I've been holding things against you for 36 years. I mean, you wouldn't hold. Are you, I still am bent about the strawberries. And he's looking at me, total different story. He's looking at me, he's like, are you kidding me? You were 12. Right. Did you say sorry? No, I didn't think I had to. See? 36 years old, still a problem. Right. Right? And he went, oh. Well, would it have been a problem if I'd have said sorry? No. You'd have been in the wrong. We'd have been done. He's like, fine, I'm sorry. Great. 36 years later, we get to be over it. Nice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right? So what happens is when people are going against you, right? And, and I'll give another example. One of our skydiving team. Mm -hmm. Every time she'd say she was going skydiving, everybody would be like, are you freaking crazy? You can get killed. Blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. They free. She would look at them and say, I can get killed walking across the street. Absolutely. Why? Why is it such a big deal? The question why to people is huge. Why is it a problem? Why don't you agree? Most of the time we don't agree because we've been taught by everybody else not to agree. Absolutely. Right? So one of the steps that you use while you're trying to bypass this way of thinking is to ask why? This seems very similar to the recent topic you did around judgment. Huh. Hello. They all go together. Because even after going through the judgment topic and this topic, I catch myself judging people. Yes. And now I'm getting in the habit is every time I, I, even before I verbalize it now, if I start to think it, I stop myself and just say, no, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And I just move on. Yeah. But it seems very similar. Yes. It's all different aspects. That's what people have to understand. All these tools, and there's a lot of them, okay? And I bring them in all different kinds of ways because it depends on what guide's there that night. 
as to what's going to share. Okay. Sometimes it's, it's the people's guides that are telling me the information, not mine. Right. So things get said in so many different ways that you're going to click it. Right. Okay. It's all really the same core. Yeah. It's not necessarily this, this, this linear, mm -hmm. you know, A to Z. Right. It's more, think of it more like, like a circle a, or like a spider web where it's all crisscross. Yes, exactly. It all goes together. Right. You know, it's the, same, it's the same thing. Why do we continue cycles? Because we're scared of judgment. Absolutely. Right? So it all entwines. It all entwines. Well, and it's amazing because you had asked everyone on Friday how many people hate their job mm -hmm. and stay in it because they quote-unquote should. Right. Or how many people have never done something they've always wanted to do because they quote-unquote shouldn't. Right. One of my questions that I asked was, who here have wanted to in their lives get rid of everything and go to Europe for six months. Hands came flying up in the air. Yep. And, and, I, and I looked at one and I went, how come you haven't? Why? Why haven't you? Well, I've got a mortgage to pay for. Wait, what? That one actually, a lot of people said that. I know. And that one actually blew me away. I know. Because I thought, rent out the house, sell it. Yeah. There's lots of things you can do. There's so many things you can do. Yeah. There's so many things you can do. You can get lines of credit to get a dog. You can get six months worth of a line. Seriously, sure. you can, I mean, you can get it for anything, right? Yeah. Get a six-month loan with a little bit of extra money attached to the loan. Let the mortgage pay for itself. Have a dog sitter come in and, like, there's just so many options, but we have been taught that once you have roots, you stay still. Right. Right? Yep. Ugh. That, uh, to me, that, to me, was really interesting. And that's why at the end I brought up uh, Anne-Marie's sister and family who yes. are going sailing around the world. And I'll just repeat for everybody that website for their blog is castingoff.ca. So that's C-A-S-T-I-N-G-O-F-F dot C-A. And um, that, just an unbelievable story. They literally did that. They sold everything. Everything. Move. It's taken them a few years now, though, of course. to learn because they have never sailed in their life before. That's and right. They got all the training they needed, did it over Bought time, their boat. and yeah. they gave away a whole ton of stuff to the yeah. woman's shelter in Toronto. Oh, amazing! Just gave it all away and said, "We're out of here. We'll see you in in three years." In three years. And I look at that, and that I re I read every and single word. And small children. Oh, they're nine and eleven. Like not like we're dealing with, you know, Teenagers just two nope. grown-ups. No. We're dealing with a family. They're 9 and 11, and they've gotten all the training that they can at their age, you know, from first aid to navigation yeah. to, to how to sail yeah. as well. It will change their lives. That's be unbelievable. It will change their entire lives, right? It's the same thing. Um, it's stepping outside of your boxes. It's so big, right? Like, it's the same thing. We found out that we're entitled to Irish citizenship, that I'm entitled to it, mm. and that if I get it, my kids will get it, and it gives European citizenship because it's Irish citizenship, right? Nice. Well, I'm on that in such a big way because why should there have to be restrictions? My kids want to go travel Europe. Go. Right. They want to get a job. Get a job. You want to live there? Live there. Nothing should ever be able to hold us back. And that's what the universe wants people to understand is this is, as much as it's not your only life, it's the only life you're going to remember. Make it everything. But that brings up an interesting, an interesting point. It's something that really amazed me is after we talked about what people should and shouldn't and all those ideas, there's a lot of people who weren't putting up their hands. And mm -hmm. 
you're kind of looking around going, okay, you know, not enough people are answering here. What's going on? And then you realize is how many people don't know what they want to do with their life. But the reason that we don't know is because we have been told we're to be in the box. Agreed. But if you're that person who just literally is sitting there, doesn't know what they want to do next, mm-hmm. doesn't want to know what they want to do, period. Yeah, doesn't so, know where they fit and where they belong. Well, yeah, they're lost. Like, yeah. what is their... Was their goal, and it reminded me, and I'm, I'm wondering maybe we should bring this back as a topic. Is back in the fall or the winter, you had done the whole thing around people's purpose. Yes. The idea take about take take what you love, mm-hmm. combine it with what you're good at, mm-hmm. what your sort of natural strengths are, mm-hmm. put those two together and run with it. Right, and we are going to go back to that at some point. However, for those that are going through this right now, okay. The first thing that you need to do is stop stressing. Relax. Very good point. Because as soon as you hear that people have all these ideas and you don't, you think you're failing. Mm. And it becomes this negative cycle again, right? You create this guilt in your head like, I don't even know what I want to do. It makes no sense, okay? Stop. Look at your life right now. Enjoy it for exactly what it is at this moment. Right. If you don't create another mental block by trying to figure out what you want to do, the answer comes. Don't search so hard. Follow the tools. Stop searching. We have this belief system in our head that we have to work so hard and change everything. We don't have to work hard and change everything. We have to accept a new way of believing. So is it the idea that just just relax? Chill. Yeah. Just unwind a little bit. And yeah, just, have a drink. Just let it happen. Just <laughs> yeah. let it unwind. Absolutely. This reminds me exactly when you're talking about people trying to find, quote unquote, the one in their relationship. Yes. They're looking, 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 looking. And, and you you're looking people, so hard you can't see nothing. Right. You can't find your ass with both hands. No. Right. And you won't be able to. So then you tell people all the time, stop looking. Yes. Just be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Let's learn the tools. And it'll come to Let's you. Let's see how the tools fit in our life. Okay. So learn that what everybody else has taught you doesn't have to be the way. doesn't mean you have to have the answer. Everybody's so now, 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 now. Well, you know what? You didn't get these way, this way now, 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 now. It's you got time. this way over a process of years. Right. Right? But we beat ourselves up. It's the same thing. And it was, it's no different when I talk to people about my weight. Okay? Why did I not say that I was going to lose all my weight this year? Because it took me a lot longer than a year to gain the damn stuff. Right. Like, let's be realistic. Yep. Bring some reality into your world. Just because you don't understand the answer now doesn't mean you're not going to. But every roadblock you put up by feeling bad or like crap or guilt or confusion or stress, those are roadblocks. Those are caution. Don't go there. Right. So if you're feeling stressed about it, maybe you need to slow down. Yeah, just Take chill. Yeah. There's no, there's absolutely no reason to stress. Everybody on this planet are at different stages, and this is not a competition, people. It is not a competition. Yeah. You do not need to reach the finish line first. Not only that, I think it's even bigger than that. You don't even have the same finish line. It's not the same finish line. You're completely. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the one that wants that their biggest goal in life is the paid-for house with money in the bank. Right. Yeah. Fill your boots. Right. You never want to take a trip in your life? That's fantastic. That's right. Do your thing.
do your thing. Versus, uh, versus the, the person who says, you know what, I'm going to throw it all in the wind and go. Yeah, and I'm going to go run around the world in a sailboat for three years. Right. Just because that's what they're doing doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. What it means is the options are limitless. So just find That's it. what it means. Right. It doesn't have to be yours, but they're limitless. So instead of searching, start enjoying. Because the more we enjoy, the more things open up. The less we worry, right? Look at the power of the team. When yep. they did not get a chance to worry, when they had five seconds to tell me something they wanted to try, poof, we got skydivers, hang gliders, parasailers, blah, tata yep. tattoos, boom, 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 boom. Things are flying through the room like crazy, and nobody had a chance to second guess it. They booked it. So the next went. thing you know, it was like, you're a group, you're a group, you're a group. I'm throwing people in groups all over the place. Done. You got to do it now. Go. And at first, everybody's like, whoo. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. We can do this. Oh, we can do this all together. Oh, no, this is going to be cool. We removed the roadblocks. We didn't give you a chance to create the oh shit factor. Right. Apparently this is going to be under extreme because I... On iTunes. Yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> okay, we removed that. We took it away from the equation and it made it so much more doable. Yeah. And when we take that away, when you've got it, and this is the other reason why a team is so important, because when you've got a group of people that are saying, let's do this, we can do this, You've got the support. And then when everybody else out there thinks you're crazy for doing it, your response is, are you kidding me? I've wanted to do this all my life. You don't even listen to what they have to say. No, just move on. You just do it. Yep. You just do. So a big part of the problem is that we create our own roadblocks, not just what other people have created. Right. And you just mix them all up in the big melting pot. That's right. So this week's topic, um, which is tomorrow night, which is actually on the computer. Yes. Um, is about the basics. It's about the law of attraction, understanding it, soul family. It's giving you the basics, which is a great place to start. Yeah. So I will, I'll just fill everybody in. Basically, uh, we're alternating the dream it sessions between being live and in person with Carlin, like we have been in the past and alternating that with online sort of interactive sessions yeah. that we're starting on Friday, June 6th. And you can go to our website for all this stuff at mm -hmm. uh, manifestit.ca. And at manifestit, you'll see the links there and you can get signed up. And it's going to be video and audio and chat. And it's this whole sort of from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. You can. Uh, so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the week after, which is going to be at the Radisson again at 7 o'clock, is caution. That's the topic. Caution. Oh, just caution. No. Caution, road ends. Oh, Carlin. <laughs> you haven't even told me that uh, yet. <laughs> See, here I am trying to get you to do impressions, and you're just throwing these topics at me. Yeah. I don't even know what the heck's going on around here. Well, one of the things we have on our on our current website, and I say current because we're in the process of launching yes, a whole I'm new so website. so excited. We're so close, finally. But on the website, we, you can sign up for a free account at manifested.ca. And in there, there is a number of free forums. There's all kinds of discussions about all these topics we talk about. Mm -hmm. There's also a forum for um, asking questions that, and topics for this very podcast. Yes. And today's 
podcast has just been all over the place with I topics know. and depths and stuff. It's amazing that we get these two blabbermouths going. Yeah. But this actually, just uh, this question, we do have a question in the forums that uh, someone asked here. Her name's yeah. Sharon. And what was amazing is it, it, we've touched on this today early on as well as you've talked about this before. You've talked about having a contract. Yes. That you're here to learn what the lessons that you need to learn. That's right. Before you go to the and next to stage. teach other people lessons. Right. So the yeah. question is, hi KJ, you mentioned that we all have a contract before we came into this world. My curiosity is, what kind of contracts or lessons do serial killers or killers have when they came into this world, and how do they serve others? Why are they even allowed to come back? Whoa. Wow. And a Whoa. lot of people aren't going to like this answer. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, first of all, it's important to understand, A, that we all come with a contract, and that, B, we don't all follow our contract. So describe the idea around a contract. Okay, so a contract, first of all, is that you're, you are born to certain parents. You have certain core things in your life that are supposed to take place in order for you to move to the next stage of your evolution, of your, of your soul evolving. So this goes along the right? line of you trying, uh, your, your explanation around, you know, grades 1 through 12. Right. So for an example, in one of your grades, you have to dissect a dead frog. Right. You know, it's like grade 10 biology. Right. Okay. At no point does anybody take into consideration that that frog had to die. <laughs> to be bisected, dissected. Right. Okay? Because we don't think that's really a big deal. It's just right. a frog after all. Yeah. Okay? So first of all, you need to understand, because I'm going to go back to the whole frog thing. First, you need to understand that we have contracts and there's certain things we need to accomplish in our lives. If we do not accomplish those certain things, so there's certain aspects, okay? How you accomplish them is up to you. That's the free will. Okay? Gotcha. So you have to learn, you know, unconditional love. You have to learn how to be a good listener, blah, 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 blah. Okay? How you do that is up to you. Okay? You have to learn how to find your gift. How you learn, up to you. Okay? So it's like being in an independent school program. Sure. Okay? So they're giving you the manual. This is everything you got to learn. Okay? How you learn, it's up to you. Totally. Right? So it's like unschooling with homeschooling. Sure. Right? It's become the big thing. How the teachers, how the parents teach it, totally up to them. Yep. So you've got that, and that's where the free will comes in. Okay? Now, in order for there to be balance and full evolution, there must be good and bad. There must be both. You're always in talking about the universe being in balance. In order for there to be balance, okay? So if we've never had to suffer, we've never seen suffering, how would we know what pleasure actually feels like? If we've never had bad, and I've said this before. Yeah. So if I've never lived in financial distress, how would I know how good it feels to go blow 60 grand on a car? How sure. would I know, right? It'd just be like, pff, whatever. Wrap it around a tree, it doesn't mean nothing. It's like people who are born to very wealthy families. There's, there's no importance at all to the stuff they have. Right. Okay? So in order for there to be balance, there has to be good and there has to be bad. Just like school. So when... People are born with a chemical imbalance of severity, and everybody, this is where people aren't going to like this, 
-hmm. Everybody has had to experience at some point, whether they have yet or will, or have already or not, everybody at some point has to experience both sides of the equation. Every soul. Right. Okay? If you do not follow your contract and learn your lessons and you have to keep coming back, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So the idea is if you... And your condition gets worse and worse and worse. So like you fail a grade. Right. You fail that grade 10 biology. come back. You come back and it just gets harder and harder and harder. That's right. And the harder it gets, the more you have to learn. So as you go up in your years, right? So grade one to six, you learn the basics of science and then we get into grade 10. It's perfectly okay to kill thousands of frogs so that we can learn biology of a freaking frog. Right. You with me? Yep. As it gets harder and harder and harder, things must be sacrificed. People are sacrificed. We must understand victim. We also must understand prosecution. I have another question for you, another point. Okay. Would it not also be in the victim's contract? That's the lesson they needed to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything comes together for a reason. See, my wife and I were talking about that. And I hope this makes sense to people because when we realize that, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, wait a second. That soul came here to learn that lesson this time around. That's right. It's almost like it was supposed to happen. Everything is supposed to happen. But that's really hard to wrap your head around. Sure it is. When you see children who are murdered or, you know, think of crazy things like genocide in World War II. Of course. And what you have to have faith in, what you have to have faith in is that nothing is handed to us we cannot handle. Nothing. Okay, that's the first thing you have to understand. The other thing you have to understand is the blessing that's attached to it. Okay? Here, we learn. Here, we struggle, okay? That person that has been murdered is not suffering. Their family is. Sure. They're not. They went home. They get to go home. Yeah. Hello. They got a get out of school free card. Sure. Okay? Woohoo! Look at that. I did it an entire life. By the time I was six, yay me. But you know what? It might not even be that. It might just be, I learned the lesson that I need to learn. Exactly. I passed. I exactly. got that grade. Exactly. I got no. that certificate. I get to move on. Right. So they get to go home where there is no suffering. So the first thing to understand is the victims are not suffering. The people around them are suffering. So to answer Sharon's question, you know, to basically wrap it up, the idea is everybody has the lesson that they need to learn. That's right. And her, her and there follow-up. there must be good and bad. There has to be be good and bad. And then her second part of the question is, why are they even allowed to come back? Well, they're not coming back the same as they were before. They've learned that lesson. No, it's not once you're a serial killer, you're a serial killer forever. And and it's important for people to understand. And once you've passed on that evil, for lack of better terminology, because the universe doesn't call it evil, they call it balance, that evil doesn't stay with you. So the serial killer doesn't die and stay being a serial killer where he goes and kills all these souls in the spirit world. Right. That doesn't so happen. That was the lesson you learned while that you were here. That was what you were supposed to learn while you were here, which also negates the theory that there are good souls and bad souls. Right. This is where we have to have the good and the bad. In the universe, at home, we're both. Okay? So when you're a kid and you're playing out in the field, 
you're the little angel and the little brat. At All the in the same, same breath. Sure, absolutely. We right? see that in our children. You're cutting a little garden snake in half. Sure. While you're cuddling mommy and giving her a kiss. Yeah. Good boy, bad boy. Right. Same. Okay? So there is no good or bad. There is balance in the universe. So when you're at home, you're balanced. Right. You have total knowledge. You know what is right and what is wrong. Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty but an amazing question. An amazing oh, question. I, I read it and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that amazing. was fantastic. So yeah. thank you, Sharon, for that question. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if anybody else has any questions or comments that you'd like us to address during this show, then uh, just go to manifesta.ca. You can get a free account there if you don't already have one. And uh, in the forums there, you'll see the director series, or sorry, the Dream It series director's cut podcast forum. And in there, you can ask whatever questions you like. Now, going from that mm -hmm. uh, deep, deep question, deep. Uh, I just want to talk about a couple of events we have coming up. Okay. So exciting. I know. First of all, we have on June 28th, the yes. Sheriff King Cup uh, in support of the YWCA Sheriff King Home. Yes. That's on June 28th at Shanks. It's like a little mini Olympics. Yes. There's prizes. We're going to be... Uh, uh, doing games, little mini Olympics, there's prizes, Energy 101.5 is going to be on air I'm there. I'm going to drink. Oh, right. They yeah. keep talking about the drunk the psychotic. Psychic's going to be drink, going to drink, yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, so for tickets are now on sale. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be announced here uh, on the radio ongoing. Right now, there's only 300 tickets available. Yes. So get your tickets now. They're only uh, only yeah, ten dollars. That's not very many tickets. Nope, it's only ten dollars, and that includes uh, appetizers. Yeah. And uh, all that kind of stuff. And so, the games. Uh, actually, no, not. I don't think it does. I'm sorry. No. Nope. My bad. You know why? Yeah. Because all the money, uh, Shanks is donating yeah. all the games to us for free. Yeah. And all the money we raise uh, yeah. for the games is going directly to the Sheriff King Home. Yeah. Uh, as is all the proceeds from the ticket sales and all that kind of stuff. So That's right. we're very excited and to be able to help. And silent auction's going to be there. Yeah. And we're hearing about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we're starting like, to get some really great. Like, it is really cool. It's going to just be a fun time. Oh, and, so you know, excited. And it's the tagline, have fun and, and raise money for another shelter here uh, locally. And we're very excited about that. Well, and of course, it's so close to my heart, right? Like, it just means so much to me. Mm -hmm. So just... For every one of you that are out there buying tickets, there isn't even words for me. If it wasn't for somebody out there raising money for me 15 years ago, I wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's fantastic how we can group, bring such a great group of people together to, to raise money for a good cause. Yeah. It's, it's so excited. I, I really enjoy. The other event I wanted to mention is, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Michael before is the magician illusionist. He's going to be at Shanks. Uh, yes, doing magic doing and stuff magic. and just kind of going around doing doing magic uh, mm -hmm. all throughout the bar and raising money uh, for the home. He's also doing a full-blown show for us yeah. the Saturday before on June 21st. On 21st. Uh, in Cochrane uh, at the arena there, we have a show. It's a family event. Children are welcome. It's a, a, a magician show and there's a band afterwards. So it's like a and show and dance. And it's an unbelievable show. Oh, it's... Like it's, his show is unbelievable. He's amazing. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. tickets for that are uh, $25 for adults and only $10 for kids uh, 16 and younger. Children under three are free. Are we going to talk about the excitement of this one? Oh, well, I should, yeah. Because this, this is one, important for us too. This one is, is exciting 
uh, in that we're raising money for a group of kids to go and perform in Disneyland. Yeah. And they actually get to be in the Disneyland parade. Yeah. It's like one of these chance of a lifetime things. And some of the families obviously need help with the expenses to get their, their kids down there to perform and be coached by some of these world-renowned performers and be part of this whole thing. And for us, it goes very much along the lines of not only do we support things like the critical need around the Sheriff yeah, King like the home, shelter, but supporting people's dreams as well at oh. the same time. I think it's yeah. important to do both ends of that spectrum. Have because to. one you know leads to the other Have so to. and a huge and on on that too just really quickly um because we are always doing events if there is somebody out there that has this something that matters to them and they want our help email us absolutely let us know. email us yep yeah absolutely it's not cause... just about what's close to our heart you have to hit both extremes first of all we are the dream at team and we're about making dreams happen. And but we're, we're also, also about changing lives. And we're going to run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up for this week's edition of the Dream It series, Director's Cut. I would just want to throw out a huge thank you to Michael Berenz for oh. performing at both of these events for us before we go because he's donating his time. And it's an uh, honor. that and, he's. It's unbelievable. And a huge yeah. thank you. There's a lot of, a lot of people out there. Cardell Holmes. Uh, Rob Lee from New Door Marketing is donating a whole bunch of time to do all the posters and tickets and things like that. Fantasy Leather, Fantasy Rico with Leather. Chrysler, uh, Spa Europa. They're all, we oh. got lots of people jumping in to help out, not only with manpower, but with uh, silent auction yeah, items. Yeah, it's just awesome. Uh, Cardell Holmes, Heather from there. Yeah, Energy lots, Team. The Energy 1015 team. We've yeah. got lots of people out there. You know, we truly are blessed. Absolutely. Truthfully. The, the, the people around us just make this so much easier. Oh, we couldn't do it without them. I know. Absolutely I agree. Could not. So thank I you agree. And just really quickly, um, to the team that skydived, I'm so proud of you. And I thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to watch. And I'll say, if you want something you never had, you must do something you've never done. They say mother knows best, but unless Carlin's your mother, you can't be sure. Should I leave my mic on when I go to the bathroom? Oh, I just think that's a fantastic idea, dude. Fantastic idea. Don't encourage me. <laughs> that could be dangerous if you encourage me. What a dumbass question. I can't believe you just asked me that question. What a dumbass question. It's a fabulous question. <laughs> it's a dumbass question. Camera's off. Oh, God. Okay. Mics are on. Okay. You're not used to that camera idea yet. Neither am I. No. It's going to take some getting used to. Me too. It's kind of weird. But I do believe, as crazy as it's going to sound, the world is flat. Are we still recording? Yep. Okay. We be on. We be on. We on fire. Ow. Kiss myself. That's about the best James Brown Somebody's I can do. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Somebody's gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing James oh, Brown boy. until you do Mr. T. Oh. <laughs> how's you that just for have a, yourself a good old time. How's that for a threat? You just James Brown to the frickin' moon, cause <laughs> you're gonna be doing James Brown for a long time. Oh come on. Why do you want me to do Mr. T? Because <laughs> it's just funny. I'm not dumb.
you're going to create a new special podcast? <laughs> we should do a special podcast of us just being stupid. <laughs> it's not hard for so us to daily, do. So daily then. <laughs> That's right. It's a daily show. Seriously. Hopefully you can get a kick out of this. Yeah. Enlighten yourself. This is who teaches you. How scary is that? Listen to this podcast. It's better than a kick in the crotch.